How many need a word from the Lord today? Amen. Amen. We have uh, three scriptures I want you to go to real quick. And and if you don't mind, I kind of want to teach this morning and do a little bit of preaching. And we're going to let you go. Is that all right? Amen. James chapter 4, verse 13 through 17 It says this, James chapter 4, verse 13 through 17. It says, Go to now, ye that say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now you rejoice in your boastings, and all such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Let the church say amen. amen. Now I want you to go to Ecclesiastes 4 and 6. Ecclesiastes 4 and 6. And I want you to get these scriptures and hear me real loud. Amen. Because if you get this today, it, it will transform your lifestyle. It would transform your lifestyle. Ecclesiastes 4 and 6. It says this. It says, Better is a handful with quietness than both the hands full with travail and vexation of spirit. Now, I want you to get that. Now, I'm going to read it to you in another version. Just just hold your finger right there. There's another version. It says, "Better it's better to have only a little with peace of mind than to be busy all the time with both hands trying to catch the wind. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. And we're going to try to pull all this together. There's so much there and there's so many messages. I'm going to just speak one to you today out of this. Amen. The Lord say the same. Help me, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Galatians 5 and 16, it says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And that walk right there, it means living in Christ. It, 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 it means in the word. It means what he has for us in the way that he has for us in his time. But there's also some very strong significance in that word walk. Walk. So the title today is simply this, and I want you to look at your neighbor when you say this because you're going to help them out. It's going to sound a little funny uh, uh, to you and and a little bit unorthodox, but you'll get it after a while. 
Look at your neighbor and just tell him this. Say, slow down. And catch up. <laughs> you may be seated if you can. That's what you know, I know my wife would call that an, an oxymoron. It's two phrases that does not really seem to go together. But with God, we need to slow down so we can catch up. You know, there's uh, passages in the Word that says that Enoch walked with God. <laughs> Didn't say he ran. Said he walked with God. In other words, he went with him at a pace where he could get all of what God was given. Sometimes we can run by what God is trying to tell us and miss it all. And then we got to slow down to catch up. Abraham, it says, he walked with God. Because no doubt if Abraham had not been walking with God, he would have messed up. You know. See, when you walk with God, you can hear clearer. When you're not running past what God is trying to show. And no doubt there, there was a time if, if he was not walking with God in the right way when he had his son on the altar and was getting ready to kill him. If he had not been walking with God where he can hear the voice. Right, right, right. Perhaps he would have killed his son. God was only letting him know that he had a ram in the bush. Amen, somebody. So when we look at this every morning, and y'all might know, see, there's someone who loves you so much, and you might know who this someone is. There's someone that loves you so much that they deposit into your bank of time 86,400 seconds. That also adds up to 1,440 minutes which we know as 24 hours. Y'all know who that someone is? It's God. He deposits that time into you. And see, many times, you know, life many times is like a coin. How are you spending it? Are you going too fast or what? Because we, when we, even when we look at technology today, technology has done three things to the world. The first thing that technology has done to the world, it has made the world seem smaller because of the way it has connected the world. Not only that, it has made the world a little bit more complex. But what I want to focus on today is what technology has done. It has sped up the world. It's sped things. It, everything is, is kind of, we, we're on the phone and we're trying to go and we're trying to drive and talk. We're trying to drive and text and everything is just moving. Come on, somebody. 
And so even today when we look at it, we see that we're in a faster pace today, a faster lifestyle than our parents and our grandparents were. I remember even coming up with my parents, we, many times we enjoyed the day. We, we didn't have all that we have right now, but we enjoyed the day. Anybody in here remember sitting on the porch? Amen. Today we're too we're so busy we don't even, many times we don't even have many of us don't even build put build porches on our homes. Amen. We're so busy we don't have time to sit on the porch. I used to love to sit on the porch because that the, the time they, they slowed time down enough, and Grandma would slow time down when we sat on the porch, and she would tell me about the family. She would go back in the history and begin to tell me about Papa with the horse and the buggy, begin to share things with me. One of the reasons that many of our kids now are running wild and running rampant is because time is going so fast. We, we, we're going so fast that we don't have time to just sit down, amen, slow down to catch up. Because we're going so fast, moving so fast. Go to work, come home, and then we... Everything is moving. Somebody know what I'm talking about in here. It's a faster lifestyle. Mm, my God. USA Today writes this. Listen. It says today people are souped up, stressed out, and overscheduled. In this brave new world, boundaries between work and family are disappearing. Everybody is mobile. And every moment is scheduled. The daycare, school, after school activities, 10 to 12 hour work days. This fast paced pressure cooker lifestyle is so new to the human race that anthropologists are now studying to see how it will affect us long term. Wow. Because even when we look at this, many times, if God allows us to go too fast, we'll miss the lesson he's trying to show us. We'll miss the class that he has us in. Oh my God. That's why sometimes God has a way of slowing us down. Sometimes he'll let things break just so you can slow down. Oh, come on, somebody. And so you, you got to understand, you can go through life and not live. Just rushing, just running through life, but never live. You can be married and never enjoy your spouse. Because you're too busy trying to make this and trying to get the money, trying to impress and trying to do it. You got to slow down and enjoy the gift. God, had just, God shook me recently, and I called my wife, and I said, I'm going to enjoy the rest of the time and days that God has given me with you. Because God had let me know. He said, I've given you a jewel, and you're not even enjoying the gift and the jewel that I have given you. You're moving too fast. You got to slow down. So you can catch up. 
How many husbands in here need to slow down so you can catch up with what's been going on? How many wives in here need to slow down so you can catch up with what's been going on? You feel like you're making progress, but you're really getting behind. I can stop right there. Amen. Because we got to understand what's going on in life. You can grow old and never grow up. You ever seen somebody like that? Because they're going too fast. They never learn how to be a man. Never learn how to be a woman. Never learn how to be a wife. Grow up, but now, oh my God. Just getting old, but never grow up. One of the worst things you can see is a grown child. Touch your neighbor said, that's not you, is it? That's... <laughs> see, the old folks used to tell us, they say, if you half do it, you get to do it again. Now you got to slow down and catch up. Because you were going so fast. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Elder Walton talked about it the other night that some of us have a gift, but we're, we're going so fast, we got to slow down so we can understand the gift that God has given us. I'm looking at gifted folks, but how many have, have slowed down enough to say, God, I'm going to slow down and let you walk me through this thing? Good God, you, you, see, you crash the plane if, 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 if God don't walk you through. You know, imagine that somebody is in a plane and, and, and the pilot died. And, and, and I saw one, one time on a show, you know, the pilot, something happened to him. And somebody that was a passenger had to fly the plane. Everybody was about to panic. But before they could instruct them, they said, slow down. And let me walk you through it. Because if you don't slow down, you're getting ready to crash. And one thing about it is when you crash, there's other lives. There's other lives at stake. So you have to understand that when you're going through this thing, see, you can be going strong and wrong. How many times have you got on the wrong metro train? You got on the wrong bus because you were going so fast. You were supposed to be going to the one that was going right, and because you were searching in such a hurry, you didn't slow down and read. And now you got on the wrong train. Now you got to slow down so you can catch up. Tell your neighbor, because you know your neighbor may have done this. They might not tell you right now. Just a few, there's only a few that will let the cat out the bag. Amen. Yeah, I did that before. <laughs> How many of you men in here have been, have been some of the women might have done, you, you, you're in such a hurry that you go to the store and buy something and put your wallet in your pocket and leave and, and the cashier have to call you. Hey, sir, you forgot your stuff. I know it's in here. Raise your hand. Just raise your hand if you, amen, done left the milk. You know, you done put your, and you go and pay for it and go on out the store. And it's there. And they had to, hey, you what? <laughs> Look at your neighbor and tell him the title. Slow down and what? 
My God, my God. Because, see, the Bible tells us that all this hurrying and all this, 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 this drama is a negative effect on us. It causes you to feel more stress just rushing throughout the day. It causes you to feel more stress. Let me tell you something. There's nothing wrong at times with going fast unless you never slow down. See, some of us are like the Energizer Bunny, just going and going and going and going and going. And you, I mean, you, you too busy to use the restroom. You just too, you just going. Hey, Amen. You can't even speak. You just... Kids don't even know you. You come in the door, the kids be having a discussion. Is that him? Boot your neighbor and ask him, say, do your kids know you? Do your kids? <laughs> See, when, when you're continuously running at high speed, you lose your joy. Because everything going on and you lose your joy. See, the, the faster you go in life, the less you enjoy it. Oh, come on, somebody. See, if I'm flying on a plane and it's going 350, 400, 500 miles, you know, I see a lot of stuff, but I can't really enjoy it because I'm going, tell your neighbor, go ahead and finish, I'm going too fast. Even if I break it down to about 70, you know, and I'm going through the town, I might see a little bit of it, but just a little bit. But if I just park and walk. Look at your neighbor and say, God wants you to park and walk. <laughs> See, Enoch and Abraham parked and walked right. with God. God enjoyed them so much. God enjoyed Enoch so much. He said, uh oh, he said, it said that Enoch walked with God until he was not. In other words, God said, I'm just going to bring you up here with me so we can hang out. Because we've been walking together and I just enjoy your company so much. Oh my God. Anybody in here know how it is? Amen. God just enjoy your company so much. He take you out of here. tell y'all something real quick. There was a lady here last Sunday. Last Sunday. And, uh, uh, Elder Obergon preached a, uh, preached a message saying about this time tomorrow. And that next day, Monday, her husband, the preacher, well known, ju just a great man. Uh, uh, oh my God. That next day, she woke up and he was dead, died in his sleep. But see, when you're walking with God and understand, you know, my, my wife began to talk to her and at the wake and stuff, and, and she told her, you, you, she said, well, how do you feel about this? She, and, 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 and the wife looked at, at my wife and said, oh, oh God just gave him an early retirement. And said, so, yeah, all the pastors that talked about him just talked about such a great encourager he was and everything. I believe he walked with God to the point that he was not. God said, while you sleep, I'm going to bring you home. I'm going to give you an early oh, Somebody know what I'm talking about. I'm going to give you an early retirement. She was still smiling. You can smile when you know they're in heaven. Abraham walked with God to the point where God called him friend. Good God Almighty. Woo. He said, that's, that's my friend. <laughs> 
touch your neighbor. Just touch your neighbor. Two or three people and say, who you walking with? Who you walking with? You, you, who, you, you walking with God? You walking with Pookie, Sean, Sean, Ray, Ray? You walking with Sh- Amen, Shanegra? Uh, uh, what, you know, who you walking with? <laughs> touch me again. Ask me, say, who you walking with? See, 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 going fast all the time in a hurry, it causes you to lose your ability to be creative. Because you don't stop long enough, amen, to let God create stuff in your head and in your mind. You just going from one thing to another thing. Amen. You know a lot of stuff, but you just know a little bit of everything. You have not really mastered anything because you have all oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Amen. Because you don't stop long enough to let God. Look at your neighbor and said, touch him. Just say, slow down and catch up. Slow. My God, my God. Anybody getting anything out of this? See what you got to understand. The law of diminishing returns says you must pace yourself. You got to pace yourself. Pace yourself. Pace yourself. One thing I love about God, many times God will slow us down so he can can bless us. He slows us down so he can bless us. When you read about the 5,000, they're all standing up and God said, I'm not even going to perform this miracle until everybody sit down in groups. Touch your neighbor and say, God will bless you if you sit down. Once he set them all down in groups, then they start passing everything, and then the miracle began. Your miracle will begin when you sit down and let God do what he can. Oh, you got to slow down so you can catch up. If you just sit down, God will say, I'll perform this thing. If you get out of my way, I'll perform this thing. Amen. Slow down and catch up. My God, my God. Woo! And what's the fun about it? You know, he set them down in groups of hundreds, fifties, and, 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 and the thing about it is, he didn't start until he said, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. <laughs> Until he sat them down, got them in order, slowed them down. Then he said, give me the fish and the bread. Just look at your neighbor again and just look at him seriously and say, sit down. Some of y'all holding your own miracle up because you won't tell them what I said. Sit down. Because you have to understand, God said in his word, he said, it's in the still, small voice. Not in the fire. Not in the earthquake. Not all in that drama. You try, oh, come on, get, come on, get, get that side. Come on, oh, come on, get the stuff. Come on, oh, come on, we got to hurry up. Oh. God said, just sit down. 
still all not in that. So your blessing is in the still, small voice. Slow down so you can catch up. Sometimes we want to rush through the service. God getting ready to God trying to bless. We are we jangling the key. Come on, Pat. You hear me jangling my key, you know. Got to, let, let God bless you. If I'm going to get up in the morning and come to church, you know, I know we're not going to hold long. We're not a church that's staying a long time. I'm going to at least, amen, sit there and slow down and let God bless me so I can catch up. <laughs> yeah. Amen, somebody. So sometimes, sometimes people in church, they can't, God trying to speak to them. They're walking around everywhere. They, you know, getting... <laughs> Just look at your neighbor and say, you know, this is not to you. This is just the one that's walking. Sit down. You miss your blessing because you up running all around, you know. God trying to give you a word, but you got to slow down so you can catch up. Psalms 46 and 10 says this. It says, be still and know that I am God. See, you got to be still so you can get knowledge, so you can know. <laughs> Let me, I, I got to get out of here. Let me give y'all five points and we're going to get on out of here. Amen. Is that all right? Hey, but I can stop right here. I believe somebody done, I believe somebody done got enough for a soup, soup and sandwich already. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Five things that will help you slow down God's way. First one is simply this. Pause and pray about it. Before you run all out of, hey, 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 pause and pray about it. No matter what it is, amen, before you run out there, pause and pray about it. Ask God what to do. Lord, what do I need to do? What do you want me to do? Somebody about getting anything out of this? My God. See, because when you stop and pray, you get perspective on things. Sometimes we're looking at it the wrong way. But when the times when you stop and pray, God will give you the right perspective on a thing. You were looking at it one way, but now God done spoke to you. You have to ask God for, for forgiveness. Oh, God, I was looking at that thing the whole, I was getting ready to run out there strong and wrong. Amen. My God. <coughs> Slow down enough. Here it is. To gain wisdom and get knowledge. Proverbs 19 and 2 simply says this. It says, zeal without knowledge is not good. Amen, somebody. See, see too, too often we rush into a decision without the facts. We didn't run out there, you know. And did, we didn't ask anybody. We run, I, I, I remind me of the man that, that, that went on the cruise, Elder White. Didn't ask enough questions. He didn't went on the cruise and stuff, and and, they, and and he was getting the cruise already over. He getting off and everything, and 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 uh, you know he they said how you like the cruise? They said it was great. You know it was great. But I just I just couldn't afford none of the food. You know I brought me some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I couldn't afford the food, not knowing that it all included. <laughs> So 
Sometimes God already paid for it, but because you haven't stopped to slow down enough to catch up, amen, somebody, you don't even know. All the, all the food, you're just looking at everybody eat the blessing, amen. God already paid for it for you, and you got you eating peanut butter. Ask your neighbor, are, are you eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Could have been eating steak and all this kind of stuff. Caviar with everybody else. Already paid for. God already paid for this stuff. Amen. And because we won't slow down, we missing the blessing. My God, my God. Deacon Martin, there's a proverb that says, a person who moves too quickly may go the wrong way. Let me talk to the sports people a minute. Amen. That all right? Amen. Any of y'all ever heard of Roy Regals in 1929 Rose Bowl? Roy Regals recovered a ball, ran 65 yards. Y'all know the rest of the story. Ran 65 yards the wrong direction, and his own teammate had to tackle him. So he wouldn't score for the other team. Oh, he gone. I had to show y'all that. Run the wrong direction. Score for the about to score for the other team. Look at ask your neighbor, who have you had to tackle lately? Going strong and wrong. Then had to hey man, somebody. Nathan had to tackle David. You get it in a minute. Nathan had to tackle David because David thought he could still live and go. He ran in the wrong way and thought that it wasn't detected. And, and God had to send Nathan to tackle him. God sent Samuel to tackle Saul. Saul still ran the wrong way. Have you ever had to tackle anybody lately going the wrong way? Had to give him some words. Let me give y'all another one. Man, y'all know Jim Marshall. Minnesota Vikings. What'd he do, Deke? Ran, ran 67 yards and scored for the opposing team. Ask your neighbor, say, are you scoring points for the enemy? See, when you all in a hurry running around, you know, the, the, you know, the enemy say, go ahead. You haven't even prayed this morning. You haven't even consulted God about it. Go ahead. He just, he just peep on you and check in on you every now and then. Make sure you're still going the wrong way. Save me a copy of this. I need to get this, this copy of this myself. Before <laughs> you mess up, Reflect before you select. <laughs> Amen, somebody. And you would be going strong and wrong. Let me go to my next point. Learn contentment. See, by, by nature, we're discontent. We don't, you, you know, we, 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 we just don't. Uh, 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 contentment is, is simply this. Being able to be grateful for, for where God has you right now. That's right. 
But many times we're, 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 we're discontent. You know, we're always wanting, some, wanting something else. Always wanting more. You know, always, you know we, 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 got, we, we got this, but that's not good enough. We got to go get something else. Not content. And so the thing about it is, one thing we have to do is don't start with your schedule in the morning time. Start with God's schedule. Consult him first. When you roll out of the bed, consult him. Before you get out of the bed, consult him. Before you, oh, I got to do this. You jump, oh, let me, let me get this. I got to get this done. And you, you, you running and God's saying, he's standing there. You haven't, even, you haven't even spoke to me this morning. Just, just, just rolling, just, just running. Amen, somebody. Philippians 4, in Philippians 4, Paul wrote this, I have learned to be content wherever the circumstances, whatever the circumstances. And he says there's great gain in godliness with contentment. Because he's saying I brought nothing into this world, I'm going to take no thing out of this world. What you need, the only thing that you better have when you leave this world is Christ on the inside. There's a song that my wife loves that, 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 that the BB and CC sing is called Things. So what's the fuss about these things? All these things, everybody just wanting things. So what's the fuss about those things? The third point, and I, and I got to move, but before I go to that third point, I want you to know there's three myths in our culture today and, and, and that encourage this type of attitude about things because we think that the more things we have, that we'll be happy. The more we have, a ask some of those folk that won the lottery. For the most part, on average, most of them that have won the lottery, their whole family was torn apart. They're miserable. And if you read some of the testimonials, and I've read some of them, they would tell you that winning the lottery was the worst thing that ever happened to me. Because it tore my family apart. That's why you got to do this thing God's way. You got to slow down God's way. Most of us think the more we have, okay, oh, it'll be all right. But when you die, you're going to take none of that stuff with you. Amen. Many of us think that the people, more people would like us more. Amen. With the more we do and the more we have. Amen. You know, and, and the other thing is we, competition. We, we, many times we're trying to compete with somebody. That's why we're not content. Oh, we got a nice car. Nothing wrong with it. Oh, but I saw Deke roll up with that BMW. And I'm no longer content. I got to have one of those. What's wrong with your car? Nothing but Deke. He got... <laughs> Because, because discontentment, amen, it, it, it breeds jealousy, it breeds envy, it breeds competition, it, it breeds comparing. And the Bible says comparing yourself with others is not good. It's not wise. Amen. What it would do, it would cause you to, have, to start to envy your brother and sister. It would cause jealousy. It would cause strife between you. That's why you got to learn contentment. Amen. When you learn that, you, you'll be able to slow down. And enjoy what God has given you. All right, God, my third thing is simply this. Recharge your emotions. How do you recharge your emotions? Disengage from a hurried lifestyle and spend some quiet time. 
It's where you recharge your emotions. Reconnect in relationships with others. Enjoying the company of other people. What is it talking about? Fellowship. That's why we do things like this. That's why we do a Bible and breakfast. So many times, so we can sit down and talk to one another. Just don't know one another by, by coming in amen, and sitting down and shouting with each other. And then we go all our separate ways. No, I, I need to know that, 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 that your daughter plays basketball. I need to know that your son plays softball. I need, I'm, I need to know. I, maybe I want to go to a game or something and see it. I got to get to know you. I need to know some of the things you like. Oh, I, oh, I did not know you worked one door down from me. Now I know. Amen. I did not know your own. I did not know your family like that. Let's go eat. Why? Because we learn one another through slowing down. Amen. And catching up. Amen. My God, my God. You got to disengage. And disengage also means recreation. Oh, some think that's a bad word. Recreation. What, what does recreation really mean? Let's break it down a minute. Recreate. It see, recreation simply this. It recreates me. Why does it re? It gives me time to rejuvenate. <laughs> and that helps me to recreate. Amen. To, to build up what was torn down after a long day. Because now I got to slow down and catch up. See, that's what recreation. That's why we encourage recreation a lot of times. See, traditionally in our churches, we didn't teach that. We taught that you, oh, to be holy, you got to be in church all day long. That's where I was brought up, y'all. And don't mess around and be caught at no movie nowhere. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but I learned, but, but I mess around and read where I saw Jesus taking the disciples. To a picnic. Taking some recreation time. I read where Jesus was sitting at the table. Eating bread and just having a good time. Amen somebody. Just breaking bread and fellowshipping. I said, but Jesus. He did. Wait a minute. Even when they fed the 5,000. You know where they were going? They were going, they were going to do some recreation. Amen, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, slow down and catch up. Thank <laughs> God, my God. Mm, 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 mm. Let, me, let me move on. Let me move on. Amen. Amen. See, you, you, one thing about it is we got to be quick to hear and slow to speak. Because one thing, and I want you to understand what's so powerful about what we say. Your mouth controls the pace of your life. Your mouth controls the pace of your life. That's my look me. You got to prove that now. You prove that. I can't. Just right. Let me do something real simple. My wife can can look over to me and say, "Nelson, come here." But he was like, Nelson, come here! <laughs> it controlled the pace. All right, now. 
of my life. See, if you somebody that somebody full, full of drama all the time, you you yelling for everything, and you you don't know how to talk to folk and all this stuff. You got everybody running all around. But if you but you, the way you talk controls the pace. You can cause somebody to have an accident because of your tone. You can cause somebody to have shipwrecked because of your tongue. You can cause somebody to run up into something that they never should have been involved with because of your tongue. Amen, somebody. Anybody know what I'm talking about in here? The speed and how you talk to other people influences your heart rate and your stress level. You see just how that quick, if, if my wife called, when she called me, it was easy, but if she, yeah, come in, because my, immediately my heart rate and my stress level. But you got to slow down so you can catch up. Amen, somebody. Proverbs 29 and 20, and I'm, 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 I'm going to say this and I'm going to move on. Proverbs 29 and 20 says this. It says, do you see a man who speaks in haste? In other words, it says, a man who speaks before thinking. It says, there is more hope for a fool than him. Just run all out there all carelessly. Didn't slow down. Fourth one is this, my fourth point. Refocus your spirit. How you do that? Do worship. Refocus your spirit. Because worship puts life into perspective. Why, why does it put life into perspective? Because worship calls us to remember who God is. And remember, if it had not been for the Lord on our side, we wouldn't be here. Amen, somebody. Because let, let me tell you something. If I, let me put myself out there. If I don't worship regularly, life becomes about me. If you don't worship regularly, life becomes about you. Because you begin to worship what you do. It's your focus, it's your agenda. But when you worship, God now refocuses you to what's the most important. Amen, somebody. Sometimes that means you got to give up some things. Let me go to my last point before somebody jangle the keys. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, do it God's way. God's way. See, you, you see, you got to trust God's timing. Because we want to run out there. We don't want to slow down. We got to trust God's timing. Let me tell you something. One of the most painful things is when you're in a hurry and God's not. When you're in a hurry and God's not. And then we run out there and do things that cause us have to slow down and catch up. God says it's not time for you to be married. But you want to run and get Bobo. 
Now you done got something that didn't work out. Now you got to slow down to catch up. Oh, your body was kicking all kind of things, jumping off in your body. Oh, I got to have sex before marriage. I got to run out here and do and and, and do. I don't want to do it God's way. Now you've got caught up into some things that you got to slow down to catch up. See if you slowed down in the beginning and did it God's way. You wouldn't be now trying to have to catch up. Folks want to run out there and do things and call it love. When they know that's not God's way. See, you got to do it God's way. I don't care how much you try to make sin right. It's not going to be right until you slow down. That's why scripture says, bring your gift to the altar. But if when you get to the altar with your gift, you it God put God will put it in your mind. Your heart, you have an alt with somebody. God is letting you know, I'm not even going to give you your blessing until you slow down. Go back to them. And get it right. It's after you get it right. Now you can go back to the altar. And catch up. See some of us get caught in a thing like, like David did. David moved on. But he never moved forward. See, there's a lot of folks that have moved on and, and, and they're living in sin and they, and, 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 and they got, got great things. They have, they have all these treasures and all this stuff. And, and, but the thing about it is, they got to understand it's imitation. Anytime you get something without God, it's just imitation. I've talked to folks before, you know, and, and, and they say, yeah. You know, I said, I say, how your son doing? Oh, he's doing great. Huh? Uh, he, he, he just put out another album and stuff. And, and uh, you, you know, his, uh, what's the song? Well, you know, it's a one-night stand, and it's that really hot right now. God is good. Well, hold up. <laughs> you need to slow down catch up. <laughs> I'm not telling, I'm not just, just telling, I've had people to tell me that. <laughs> oh, God is blessing. Oh, what are they doing? Oh, they just opened up another club. <laughs> I ain't talking about a golf club either, y'all. <laughs> God been blessing him. Look at your neighbor and say, don't let your blessings be imitation. <laughs> Because I don't care how good it seems like it is, if, it, if, it's, if it's not done God's way, you're going to find yourself one day having to slow down and catch up. It might look like a blessing, but it's imitation. The enemy has imitation. 
You got to understand that it's just imitation. Many times when we get impatient, we want to run out there to do anything. The imitate when we have that imitation and we just want to run out there and do something, it's just a lack of trust in God. What happened with Abraham and Sarah? When they had Ishmael, it was just a lack of trust in God. Because, see, we got to not only wait on God when we're doing it God's way, it's got to be in His timing. Look at your neighbor, just tell him this. Say, your time's coming, your time's coming, your, 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 your time's coming, your time's coming. So many of us, we've got to back up to go forward. And many of us, we, many of us have moved on, but we have not gotten it right, so we've never moved forward. You've got to slow down and catch up. final scripture for you in my closing is simply this. Paul's letter to Timothy, he tells him this. He said, continue. 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 17. You just write it down. I'm closing. It says, continue in the things you have learned and have been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. That from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction. In righteousness that the man of God may be perfect truly furnished unto all good works my friends and my brothers and sisters sir ma'am slow down and catch up Give God a hand, praise everyone standing.